welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer! Honestly, that gets me going. Unbelievable. Hey, we have, this is exciting, we have uh, Ryan Sinclair. Ryan Sinclair is our musical guest tonight. By the way, we're going to ask Jerry to talk about the appointment of the new uh, Attorney General, Whitaker. But before that, uh, let me just uh, say something about Ryan Sinclair. She is 17 years old. She's not new to performing. Two solo albums, three albums with a band. She's homeschooled, and we may get into that a little bit later, Maria, when uh, Maria Corelli uh, takes over and sort of guides the music section. But it's very cool. But here's the thing. Her, one of her band members, Josh is his name. I got that right, right, Josh? Josh is her guitarist. So they're coming up I-71. Josh from Lexington? Are you coming from that direction? Okay, so they're coming up I-71, and Josh has car trouble. And so he had to leave. This is the new America. He leaves the car on the side of Interstate 71 and calls Uber. And Uber got you here. And they got you here. You didn't even have to wait long to get an Uber ride, did you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Time that's travel. And, and, uh, and has to get out onto an interstate to pick him up. But what we were wondering before the show started is, will that car be there on I-71 in about an hour or so when you go back to pick it up? What are your chances? Did you have saying? tires on all the wheels? I did when I Could you tell us exactly where the car is? Yeah. <laughs> we could set case somebody drop, needs to drop the right. coordinates. <laughs> Back in the old days, we had in the trunks of our cars, because I used to drive some pretty incredible hoopty rides, and you just have, it was called a tow rope. It wasn't even a chain, it was a rope, big old fat rope. And you just wrap that around some of the undercarriage and drag that thing away, you know? So we could do that. We could get an Uber to do that. He's like, please yeah. no. Please yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Josh. Well, Josh will be coming yeah. back up here in a few minutes uh, with Ryan Sinclair, and we're going to hear her, her music. She's pretty amazing and has a good story. I wanted to ask you something, Jerry, because uh, I'm thinking that there may be something in this for both myself and our third voice on the Jerry Springer podcast, Maria Corelli, newly joined us. Let's yeah. continue oh, Maria. Welcome her to the microphone. Singer-songwriter lives as I do in Ludlow, Kentucky. Everybody lives in Ludlow, Kentucky except Jerry. But anyway, um, <coughs> he could move. Jerry could move. Um, he, here's what uh, I'm wondering. Muhammad doesn't go to the mountain. No, no, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We're going to have... We're going to have to pick all of Ludlow yeah, up, put it in an Uber, and yeah, bring it to somewhere, to Sarasota. Sarasota. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just exactly what is your address in Sarasota, Florida? I was just curious. You might want yeah. to just tell the people. Yeah. It's right next to that car on the <laughs> yeah, on, <laughs> on I-71. So I've been mm. hearing, I've been actually reading uh, online uh, stories about a new TV show that might be coming called Judge Jerry. The Jerry Springer television show still runs. Right. 
Right. And, uh, but there could be another show coming called Judge Jerry? Well, there... Um, now, this got to stay just between you and me, okay? We're not going to tell anybody. We, we can't tell anybody. We're not going to tell anybody. Tell I'm not, you're not going to say anything, are you, Maria? Yeah, Maria, wait. Okay. No, I'm not going to say anything. Just What's we're that? not going to tell anyone. Yes, starting in September, there will be... It's official now. There will be Judge Jerry. Unbelievable. And, yeah. And, uh, so we're I'm, back making money, is what you're saying. I'm sorry. What's the we? <laughs> what's the we? What's the, we? I, yeah. Yeah. the royal we. Yeah, the royal we. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? yeah I, I mean, they're still going to make an official announcement, NBC is. But um, yeah, I, I was on uh, Ac- Access Hollywood. They, uh, I remember the Access Hollywood tapes, by yeah. the way. I was they, on for a different reason. Different reason, yeah. Yes. No kidding. So they this got rolled out, so to speak. Yeah, they've uh, sold the show now, and uh, so wow. starting in September, um, it'll be a Monday through Friday Judge Jerry show. Where that's re- really where to I be can, honest. Okay, first yeah, of all, that's exciting. Sincerely, I'm, I'm congratulations. Well, I think I've, that's I've a got huge expenses. Deal. I've got expenses. It really is a big deal. But here's the deal. But I got to tell you, if you appear before me now, yeah. I'm going to have to recuse myself. Oh, if I would appear before yeah. you, yeah. That's fair point. Of course, in your case, I may not. I may just want to find you, you just guilty. really get a, get, stick it to me. Jerry, well, here, I have a question. Yes. Can I be the bailiff? Now, there's oh. an idea. Oh, my gosh. I haven't even thought. You know, I haven't worked it out. Look at her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this show hopefully won't have any fighting. Yeah. <laughs> too, too bad this is a podcast and you guys can't see my guns. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, are, yeah. those are serious guns. Well, that, yeah. Hey, well, well yeah. here's what I've, I'm with Maria on this. I'm because th- I sit here and hear that, and I think, what's in it for Gene, me? There is nothing, nothing. In it for you. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Can you say bupkis? Bupkis. bupkis. You've got bupkis. Well, here's what I was wondering. What, Gene? Uh, we've been around politics a long time. Yes. We've known a lot of judges. Yes. And uh, for I mean, because you, you and I have been around politics since uh, 1960s and all yeah. through 70s, 80s, all the way up. So. Every judge, in your case, you're getting appointed judge, and that happens. We know so many people that got appointed to an open spot, and then they, of course, have to run for re-election. So I want to be the person who is the campaign manager of the re-elect Judge Jerry (laughs) campaigns. That's what I want. You're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) What's so what is, what's the new information here? No, but only in the nicest way. Oh, no, no I understand. No, yeah, you're yeah. a nice stupid. Yeah. No, you, you, you don't run for it. This is not a, a judgeship where you run for. No, it's a, I mean, you're, you have a TV show and you uh, decide cases which are real and they have legal consequence because you can't, you're not allowed to appeal it. You basically sign something saying if you get if you this appear, finding. Yeah, it's just like with Judge Judy, whatever. These are real cases. Real and, cases. And they're decided by the judge. In this case, it would be me. And whatever my decision is, that's it. You sign a waiver saying you cannot appeal it to the court of common pleas or something like that. So that's it. It's small claims courts. It's anything for $5,000 or less. So, Actually, but by is, the way, but, and I do have an idea in mind. I was going to say a scam, but I, why, why am I using a pejorative yeah, word like that? My, I mean, I have a concept. Defendant. I have a we concept. We have the plaintiff and we have the defendant. Someone might call it a, <laughs> a scam. I call it a concept. But 
This is actually very cool because uh, I want to remind people, and I've mentioned this before, but it may take a drumbeat to get it in. You <laughs> are an attorney. Yeah. You did go to Northwestern Law School. Yep. You have practiced law. Yep. You have been a mayor uh, of a ma major city, Cincinnati. You've been a city council member. You've run for governor once in 1982 or so, a while back. You took so, my brochures and put them down the sewer. Well, you did. <laughs> Notre Dame game was that, on. So. It was a fall. There's a lot of good football on Saturdays. The hell am I going to be on passing out literature? So, um, Gene, did you get rid of all that literature? Yes, I did, Mike. It's all gotten rid of. I got my brother to be the ad guy, and I said to my brother, when you do these trifolds, put it on that slick paper. Yeah. And my brother says, why, Gene? And Maria, I said, because when I dump them into the sewer, they they'll just all right slide out. out. So like These are my brochures. Pigs going to dinner. It never got out. Is it better? But no, there is no campaign for me to get reelected to judge. Well, that really pisses me off because I came in here with slogans. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? Let's hear them. I worked up slogans. Well, let's hear these Because I thought, I thought, you know, I would I'm sure sort of creative. put some ideas in front what of What would the idea be? Well, the first one is... Re-elect Judge Jerry. He cares about you. Mostly he cares about himself. How big is this? That's the first one. How big is this bumper sticker? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's an essay. That's an essay. Right, well, here's another one. Here's, this one goes a little more for sympathy. Re-elect Jerry Springer. He needs the money. That's pretty straightforward. Well, yeah. I'm not objecting to it. <laughs> Same theme. Re-elect Judge Jerry. He's just 10 shows away from getting his corporate jet back. That's the best one. That's the best one right there. Yeah. There's some truth to that one. Yeah, yeah you better print those on the glossy paper, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. There's a good reason TV judges don't run for re-election. Yeah. Because of people like you. You know, uh, one last thing on this, and I want to ask you a serious question here, and then we're going to hear from Ryan Sinclair as well. Um, they, the way I wondered this, and I maybe you told me this, maybe I did a little research, I don't know, but the way you get the cases for those is they come from dockets all over the country. Is that correct? Yeah. Because yeah, people wonder, well, how do you end up on yeah, television? The, the producers uh, travel around the country, and they go into the courthouses and the recorder's office, and they look at all the cases that have been filed. And if they file... If they find a case that looks really interesting, yeah. they call then the parties, the plaintiff and the defendant or whatever, and they say, would you like to have your case adjudicated, in this case by Jerry Springer, and, uh, you know, appear on television? And, you know, there are people obviously that say no, but there's some people that say, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, whatever. And plenty of them, I bet. I yeah. mean, enough to do oh, a yeah. TV show. Yeah, I mean, that's, how, sure. I, that's exactly how all the court shows are. So yeah. we're, we're not reinventing the wheel here. And so then you get flown to, we'll be doing the, uh, the courts being set up in uh, Connecticut, in Stamford, Connecticut. And uh, so they're flown to Connecticut. And then the next day I hear the case and uh, make my judgment. But that's how it's done. So they find these interesting cases, but they're real cases that have been filed in real courts. So there's nothing, there's no scam involved in this. This is real. Uh, and so therefore, when I decide the cases... To that extent, I have to be serious. You know, I could still make quips here and there, but they're real court cases, just like you like you watch these shows, Judge Judy, who's superb at it. 
I have to say in all sincerity, because we joke about this, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think that that you will be, in fact, let me just put it to you this way. If you had been, if you had chosen to be a judge in real life because you came from politics, and I was around it the whole time, it was all in Cincinnati, and if you had chosen to pursue becoming a judge, and you could have, you have the credentials for it, I think you would have been a very good judge, and I mean that sincerely. I think you have the temperament, the judgment. You're a very fair person. You're you're a great person. You're not uh, somebody who's gonna if it as long as it's not me, you're not gonna stick it to somebody. <laughs> no, if it's a normal you, person, I understand. <laughs> and that's fair, by the way. I wouldn't that's disagree fair. with that. I didn't say I'm not fair. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just disagree said, with stick that. It to you. No, I think you're gonna be. Uh, very it's good a, at it. It's going to make good television. And as you say, they're real cases. And I think people are going to get smart, fair judgments from you. Well, I it's going to be very that. cool. You're great. I mean, I, that's really nice. Uh, but I never want, I mean, now I'm really looking forward to doing this. Look, at 75, it's something new to do and exciting. So I really yeah. am excited about it. I'm, I'm not going to hide that. But when I was younger, no, I never thought about wanting to be a judge because we were political activists. Yeah. And, you know, more prone judge, to set policy, shake yeah, things up, yeah, so, run something. You know, yeah. it, it was hard for a judge to run against the war or, yeah. you know, whatever. So, what if the president appeared before you on Judge Jerry? Ooh, I am not recusing go. myself. There <laughs> you go. Good point, David. Speaking uh, of that, yeah. Hey, uh, Whitaker was appointed uh, in place of Jeff Sessions. Attorney General. Acting AG, right. Acting AG. That's a good correction. And it's, uh, so what's your, and it's controversial. Sure. What's your take on all that? Well, there are three issues that come to mind with that. Uh, literally, within 12 hours of the election, of the blue wave, when the Democrats took over Congress, 12 hours later, he, uh, he gets Jeff Sessions to quit. And... Uh, basically fired him, and uh, and he appoints as acting AG this Matt Whitaker, who most Americans had never even heard of. And the first of the issues that come to mind are, how do they appoint this guy? Uh, because the first issue is there's a conflict of interest, and he ought to recuse himself. Why? Well, this Matt Whitaker has appeared on these television cable shows on many occasions, and he has said, and the tape's right there, so no one's making it up. They show it on the news every night now, where he says uh, the Mueller investigation is a witch hunt. Even if one day Jeff Sessions is fired and there is a, an acting AG that he could just, defund the whole investigation. In other words, take all the money away from Mueller. So even though he wasn't fired, there's no money to do the investigation or bring the charges, etc. So he was saying what he thought it'd be a good idea for an acting AG to do. Well, if he's already made a decision that it's a witch hunt, and that's what he would do with the if, if he was the attorney general then how can he now be made attorney general when we already know what he's going to do? It's a conflict of interest. 
So that's the first thing. We already know what his position is. There's no way he can be just and fair. He's already made up his mind, knowing full well that he hasn't seen the evidence. Mullah hasn't shared evidence with him. Second, now it comes out, and they have the records, that he has met with Trump on more than several occasions. And the articles that are written is that he basically was a mole for Trump, that he was working inside the Justice Department and then meeting with Trump, letting Trump know what the Justice Department was up to, how far they were in their investigations of Trump and his family members, so that they could devise a strategy I mean, this is exactly what you can't have in the Justice Department. He's telling the person that could be the defendant what to expect and what they're doing and what their strategy is. Conflict of interest. Also, amazingly, this guy Whitaker is also currently being investigated by the FBI because a company where he was on the board and he cut television commercials for, turned out that the FBI is investigating this company as being fraudulent. And they're under possible criminal indictment. And he was a spokesman for the company and and did the ads, and he was on the board. And they have a copy of emails that he sent to customers of that company that were threatening to go to the Better Business Bureau because they had been defrauded by the company. And the emails that he wrote were threatening beyond belief that I used to be a district attorney. If you pursue this, you could face criminal liability. I mean, just totally illegal kinds of activities. And this is what he is being investigated for at the current time. And they're going to make him attorney general? And even if none of this stuff, well, it's impossible that none of it turns out to be accurate because they have the records, but the mere appearance of a conflict of interest is enough, according to ethics rules of our government, that you should... Recuse yourself. And any other attorney, judge, high government official, I mean, even Jeff Sessions, who was a clear partisan for Trump, was the first U.S. senator to back Trump. Even he had enough sense to know that he had to recuse himself from the Mueller investigation. So there clearly is an appearance at least of a conflict of interest. So what Matt Whitaker, if he were an honest person, would do right away, just simply hold a press conference and say, I'd love to have this appointment, but I will tell you ahead of time that I am recusing myself from anything having to do with a Trump investigation. End of story. But he won't do that. Because we all know In fact, Trump has said it a million times on the air that the reason he wanted Jeff Sessions gone was because he recused himself. 
He said, I never would have appointed Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States, if I knew that he would recuse himself from the Mueller probe. In other words, I wanted him there to protect me. The Attorney General should protect the President. Sorry, Mr. President, the Attorney General works for the United States of America, not for the President. So that's the first issue. Second issue is, I would argue that it's unconstitutional. The Constitution in Article 8 requires that principal officials, secretaries of the cabinet, principal officials of our government be confirmed by the Senate. That's in the Constitution. And Whitaker hasn't been. In fact, the guy who should have gotten when Jeff Sessions left, the guy that should have moved up, is Rob Rosenstein because he has been confirmed by the Senate and he is next in line. Well, Trump argues that Mueller wasn't confirmed, so why should this guy be confirmed? Well, Mueller wasn't a a principal. What I mean by that is a principal is someone who only reports to the president. He has no one above him except the president. That's how high up you are in the government. Well, Mueller has to report to the attorney general, so Mueller isn't a a principal of our government, and that is why Mueller didn't have to be confirmed by the Senate. But the AG does have to be. Well, he says there's another exception. He's only acting. He's only temporary. So it's not like he's really a principal. Well... That's not true either. Even if you are an acting attorney general, the statute says you can't be in there for more than, if you're not confirmed by the Senate, you can't be in there for more than 260 days, I think something like nine months. Here's what the problem is. The Federal Vacancies Reform Act says this, and this is I'll just read you this this line, because it's, it's relevant. If any senior executive branch officer, like the attorney general, dies, resigns, or is otherwise unable to f- perform the functions and duties of his office, in other words, if the attorney general suddenly died, or if he suddenly you know, had a stroke, or if he resigns, the president may appoint a temporary replacement in an acting capacity, and that doesn't need the confirmation of the Senate. So Trump's saying, see, he resigned. He didn't resign. Trump said, you know, everyone hands in a resignation letter, and Trump says 12 hours after the election, I want you to resign. Sessions even said in his statement, on behalf of the president, the request of the president, I am resigning. In other words, Trump let him go. Why is that significant? If Trump is right, it means you can have a dictator. We no longer have the balance of powers. Why? Because Trump could say to any official, you're fired. You're gone. 
And now I'm going to put someone acting in there, and I don't need the Senate to confirm it. So we no longer have the United States Senate advising and consenting on any appointment. And he could just say, I have a vacancy. And when that vacancy's up, he appoints someone else without the consent. That's why whether or not you're fired or whether or not you resign is different. If you suddenly die, there has to be someone able to put in and you don't have time to wait around for confirmation. But if you plan to get rid of the person, you could keep doing that and circumvent the Constitution of the United States, where a president now doesn't have to worry about the Senate. He can appoint anybody he wants to any position with no check on it. That's how you get a dictator. And Trump had Sessions leave. He was the one that did it. Sessions would have liked to stay there throughout the term. Again, it is another move towards an authoritarian government. That's why this is an issue. And the, here's the good news after all this bad news. The good news is because of the election of a couple of weeks ago, it may not matter because let's say that we can't stop Whitaker from being appointed now. Come January 3rd, the Democrats have control of Congress, which means that every committee in Congress is chaired by a Democrat which means that every committee can subpoena any witness it wants to have them testify under oath. So the first person call will be this guy Whitaker. And under oath, he will have to testify as to whether or not he had any conversation with Trump. Did you ever talk about the Mueller investigation? Did you ever talk about what the strategy was? Did you ever talk about whether or not you would recuse yourself? And if Whitaker lies, that is a felony, which back in the Watergate era put all of Nixon's people in prison. They went to prison for the exact same thing of lying to the Senate and lying to the government about what their role was in Watergate. So do you think, really, that Whitaker is going to want to go to prison just so Trump, you know, and so he can be attorney general for nine months and give Trump what he wants? No. They all flip. Every one of the people that have been close to Trump, in the end, they flip because they don't want to go to prison or they don't want to go to prison for a long time. So the good news is Whitaker is in now, but he probably is not going to mess with the Mueller investigation Or if he does, come January 3rd, he's under oath. And he better be prepared to tell the truth. All right, we're going to get Ryan Sinclair back up. Uh, We're so happy to have her on again this week for the podcast. Um, As we mentioned, she has been a guest before a few different times on the podcast, and we just love love her songs, love her voice, love her band, and we're really happy to have them on back up. Now, she is a musician from Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, she is currently putting out a little holiday EP, 
and has just released a holiday. It's got all kinds of Hanukkah songs. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and um, yeah, so Ryan, we'd love to hear we'd love to hear uh, some of that holiday stuff from you. And I just do want to mention for those of you who who are listening out there and maybe not necessarily watching, but they have just got all their Santa hats on. <laughs> And what are you going to play for us? This is going to be Santa, How You Getting In My House. <laughs> oh, what a great song. <laughs> Ever since I was an knee-high, I thought you were a real cool guy. I baked you cookies in exchange for toys. That was a real nice deal one year. I got a bike with hot pink wheels, but then I started wondering how you got inside. Santa, how you getting in my house? Would you tell me, please? I've heard old stories, but I don't have chimney. Santa, how you getting in here, man? Didn't give me a key. How you getting in my house? Would you tell me, please? I've been fairly good this year. Pretty sure you'll stop by here. Coffee is a brewing. Your Merry Christmas magic for myself Santa, how you getting in my house? Would you tell me please? I've heard all the stories But I don't have chimney Santa, how you getting in here? Pain didn't give you key How you getting in my house? Would you tell me song did you so Ryan did you write that one uh my mom and I co-wrote it oh that's so awesome yeah she actually texted me uh we were talking about writing a Christmas song and she texted me and she was like we should write a song about like the the kind of strange side of Santa like the you know the (laughs) like you know the questions that you always ask you know when you're a kid we should write a song about that and so I started strumming uh and, and singing the Santa, how you getting in my house? And 
uh, it just kind of <laughs> came together. It's the toughest question parents always have to, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, I, well, the way my mom, I'm Jewish, and the way my mom explained to me that Santa's real name was Saul Klostein. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I asked, why, you know, why wherever we go do we see Santa standing on the corner? And he said, that's she said that's just some of Santa's helpers, that the real Santa, of course, lives in Miami Beach. But, no. Sorry, that's going nowhere. But that's a great, honestly, that's a great song. You, you have great. so much talent. You, you, we tell you that, but it, we're not just trying to be polite. You really Well, do. that's 17 years old, too. So, mm-hmm. And we were chatting during the break. Ryan, and it's R-H-Y-A-N, Sinclair. If you're going to chase down our music, which we encourage you to do, it's your homeschool, right? Yes. And that allows you the flexibility and the time to kind of pursue your dream because you really want to make this your career. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. Ryan, uh, we'd love to, um, uh, you have mentioned before where we can hear your music. If you wouldn't mind mentioning to the audience again uh, your website and where we can hear that EP, the holiday EP. And sure. Um, the website is ryansinclair.com. It's R-H-Y-A-N. Um, and you can find it on all the digital music platforms. Um, and, yeah. And the video for this song is on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Um, if you wouldn't mind if you'd lead us out on Down by the Riverside and if you... Uh, would also have Jerry Springer sing along. <laughs> and be prepared for another career. Because <laughs> this one's about to end. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Check out our website, jerryspringer.com.